Welcome to Faith, Life, and Inspiration with Timothy Andes. I am your host, and today we will be discussing the topic of instant versus delayed gratification. Um, our scripture for the day, which we'll start out with, is found in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. Um, and in, in it, it says, And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. That be ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And that uh, take special note of that ending there. Who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So those key characteristics that Paul was talking about. That the believer must have is faith and be able to wait uh, when God has promised something. He said it, we believe it, and it will happen in his time. Not always right away. God's answer isn't always instantly, but sometimes we have to wait. And most of the time, as we discuss, discuss God is wanting to mold a character in believers to wait um, and to see if they'll um, have faith in his promises and in his word. And as a believer, we want to have that faith and, and trust in Him um, as we get deeper and we talk about this instant versus delayed gratification. You'll see more and more that delayed gratification has definitely creeped into our society more and more. It's more prevalent than ever before with technology and um, the, the ability to buy things instantly and have things at our fingertips, so to speak. Um, a second verse that came out to me when I was doing my study, and you you are welcome to do your own study as well, is found in Proverbs 25, verse 28. And it says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. So if you can't have rule over your own spirit, the enemy is going to come in and really just wreak havoc in your life and... Um, that's where we need to have that wall built up of faith, a firm foundation in Christ, and then the enemy won't be able to come in like a flood. Um, so I hope that today's episode on gratification, and we'll discuss it more in depth, um, will be an encouragement to you, and I hope that you'll find yourself praying that you will be able to have more patience and wait on things that maybe you desire or want in your own life. As I know we, many of us um, that are listening, including myself, have experienced, it's better to wait on the Lord and in His time, He does all things well. So you may have wondered where I got the inspiration for this word gratification. And um, every week I'm a teacher, and every week we have a word of the week. And I was trying to think of a word um, that would be suitable for my kids. That Every week it's a word that's positive usually and tries to teach them a lesson in their um, lives. Um, and I found this word gratification and it came up over time in some readings I've been reading and um, just in my thoughts of about the word gratification. So I decided to look up what gratification actually meant and then compare the instant versus delayed gratification um, and share that with my class. Um, so 
uh, gratification um, is the pleasure uh, of emotion or a reaction of happiness in response to a fulfillment of a desire or a goal. And we all have gratification. Um, we love when things go well um, and when we get things um, or we uh, work to something and then we meet that goal. And we've all experienced that some at some point in our lives at some degree. Now, the first term I want to talk about uh, here today is instant gratification. And instant gratification is often used to label the satisfactions gained by more impulsive behaviors or choosing now over tomorrow. So you're wanting something for the now, not really thinking of tomorrow or the future um, consequence of that decision. And as young as the younger generation becomes more and more used to the immediate feedback, the erosion of their patience will and has already started leading to serious problems, whether it's mentally, financially, emotionally. There's so many areas that the younger generation, whether it's young youth, such as my grade two, three students at seven and eight years old, or even up into teenage years and millennials, um, really th this last 10 to 20 years has been the most where we've noticed this erosion of patience amongst youth and the new generation. Um, some examples that you may have personally experienced are one that I can think of is whenever your phone starts to act up or your screen freezes or uh, your computer takes longer than one minute to download something that you find you think is important, you start to start yelling or, or getting upset because something is not happening that you want and you desire it to be quick and most of us, we want things to go quick, we want it to be smooth, we want there to be no mistakes, um, nothing problematic to come up um, and that's just how we are as humans we're made that way and another example I thought of was um, and you might have experienced this um, with Amazon one of the leading uh, industry uh, marketing the markets um, that they have is crazy and the people that with the Amazon Prime they um, have the ability to buy things and get it the with two-day shipping or even same-day delivery and you may have experienced this and if you've ever experienced when uh, you have to call a Amazon representative and talk to them because your package didn't arrive after two days um, it can be frustrating and you wonder where your package is and you find out it got lost somewhere between the UPS and your house or your apartment and you have to wait a whole extra two days to receive your order and you get really upset and you try and get a refund or a partial refund of your order because you didn't get something in the time frame that you were expecting and this could go we could go on and on about examples of this instant gratification um, in our daily lives and when we experience things on a daily um, in our daily experiences hey VIP fans do you want to win with money do you know where your money is going I encourage you to download the mint app on Android and Apple devices it's absolutely free today it's your life people so start winning one day at a time small steps lead to great progress I use the app mint 
uh, every day, and it has helped me become 100% debt-free. The caution or warning that I would give to a person is that by letting the thrill of instant gratification become common in your life, it will deteriorate your ability to delay gratification, which is very problematic and can lead to serious problems on an individual and even a community basis. For example, diagnosis of attention deficit disorder in children over the last few years have skyrocketed in the last decade, and even the amount of adults that are being prescribed these medications for ADD or ADHD um, have soared. Society, for sure, is starting to lose its ability to focus and... Um, even in um, classes that I have been in or um, different uh, experiences over the years, I've had to work with children that have um, this attention um, issues. And a lot of it has come to people that um, they've decided that they want things instantly. They don't want to read as much. They don't want to read magazines or longer articles. You have to do short Keep it short, keep it quick, keep it motivating um, for young people to stay engaged nowadays more than ever before. Young people today, they want to learn something when they want to learn something. They want to learn it quick and be able to understand something without spending uh, a quality time and effort um, when compared to past generations who would study a lot more, they would read a lot more, they would want to thoroughly understand what is being taught or what they don't know. They would want a master or teacher, someone to guide and help them learn. Whereas today we have more self-learners and people that are just uh, feeling like they can do it on their own, which is fine. And some entrepreneurs and people do fine in that capacity. But um, we do, as believers and Christians, need to humble ourselves and realize that there are professionals that can help us in many decisions in life or in our daily life. And of course, the greatest um, help is the Lord Jesus, the Prince of Peace and the guide of our lives. Uh, there's a couple tips that I personally thought of for dealing with this uh, thought of instant gratification. And one of them is sleeping on it. You might have a decision that's facing you. Let me just give an, an example. You're wanting to buy a car. Um, me and my wife, we recently bought a vehicle for um, our newborn baby we were going to have. And we just didn't feel like a, uh, our little Honda Civic was big enough and easy enough to uh, work with our, our little newborn. So we decided to buy a SUV. And... Um, when you are going through that e time of decision to make a choice for a vehicle, it's important that you don't make a quick and hasty emotional decision. And right now, I'm just going to take a moment and I want you to think, what are some things that you know you made an emotional decision on? And when you think about it, what were the feelings after you made that emotional decision? And most of the time, you will find that if you think about it, an emotional decision leads to regret. I'll just say that one more time. Emotional decisions lead to regret. Now, when you wait and you sleep on it, in this first tip that I'm giving, by saying no to something... 
and sleeping on it and maybe praying about it as Christians, and I believe you should do, that when you sleep on it, it gives your mind the ability and, and you the time to see, to evaluate if you're making the right choice. So sleep is a huge factor and number one tip. And right after this next uh, endorsement with the Mint app, uh, on Mint, I will discuss the next two tips. All right, we are back. Um, we were talking about the tips for dealing with this instant gratification that we see prevalent, more prevalent than ever before here in the 21st century. The first tip we had given was sleeping on it. When you have to make a decision, especially big decisions, you need to sleep on it and just take a night, sleep on it, and the next morning see if that decision is still important even or if you need to just keep going on. Just reevaluate uh, major decisions before jumping into things. Number two, my second tip is ask if it's a need or a want. Is it something that you need or is it something you want? And many times you will find that the things that you're um, making decisions on are purely on wants. And we teach this even in grade two and three, the difference between a need and a want. And um, many, even adults, they haven't got that concept of, do I really need this? And you can justify, and people do, they justify, and they come up with crazy justifications for why they feel that they need this um, item or they need this new toy and my um, desire and my uh, encouragement to you would be that to question yourself if this is something you really need and God wants you to have because sometimes um, people they think they deserve something or they want something and if you really think about it that's what little children you would expect from children and not adults, but more and more today we have adults that are, well, we call them kidlets, and they're are adults, and they like to um, want they like our little children that are having their own temper tantrums and feeling like they deserve things, and that comes back and ties in with this instant gratification where they start to think they need everything and they deserve everything, and that attitude or spirit can become so prevalent in a person that and take over them where they lose self-control or discipline to say no. And that is a key word, to say no. Um, the third one, the third tip for dealing with instant gratification that I can give and thought of, is it something I can afford? And that's not just talking about money. Is it something that you can afford with money? But also, can you afford to do this with your time? Or your energy because all these areas are pulling at you and we all have the same amount of time um, but what are we doing with it so is it something that you can afford to do is it going to take away time from your family is it going to take away time from church is it taking time away from the main things that should be the main thing um, I believe that God's word is the main thing and should be um, the central focus for the believer and um, if you think about it, going back to, again, this car um, experience that I just recently had, when you buy a vehicle, um, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be a burden on you, um, but it should be something that you are happy, you're comfortable, and you know that it was within your means. Because God has given us 
the ability to work and have jobs and he's also wanting us to be good stewards of what he's uh, given us and I believe as we are good stewards God will continue to bless us if we stay true to his word and we uh, uh, manage his blessings for his glory. So now that we've talked about delayed gratifications, we've given those few tips, uh, I want to move into talking about delayed gratification. So remembering gratification is the uh, emotional or the pleasure of one seeking happiness in response to fulfillment of a desire or a goal. So you have a desire, you have a, a want, or you um, are wanting something. Um, and you have this delayed now gratification, which is the skill of giving preference to long-term goals over more immediate ones and letting patience be the guide. And it usually is considered a virtue, producing long-term rewards. And as a believer, I want a long-term reward, and that's not this earth that is my future home in heaven um, and i would encourage you if you haven't met the lord jesus that you would accept him as your savior and let him be the guide of your life because i'll just tell you right now when you let him be the guide of your life all the pressures in this world everyone has them but when god is with you there's nothing that can stand against you god will bring you through we all have trials, we all go through things, but God is with us, and I'm so thankful for that. This concept of delayed gratification has proven that, and in studies they've proven that children that have this ability to delay gratification, or parents that teach their children to have delayed gratification in their lives, have the ability to be more mature, develop more m maturely earlier in life. And when you have a more mature child, they can make um, more rational um, decisions. But you have to remember that we, the parents, and I'm just a new parent here starting out, but your kids are watching you. They watch you how you buy things, whether it's with a card or cash. They watch you if when you when you're upset at each other about a major purchase, they're upset, They your children see when you're arguing over uh, the next holiday, where you're going to go, your kids are like a sponge, and they soak it in, and that's one thing that I've been praying and asking the Lord to make me more aware of, is that what's what am I portraying to my son um, and my attitude? I know he's still young and maybe not as aware of things around him yet, but um, I do believe the earlier we can teach our children to wait for things and not always just give them things, the better off they'll be later on down the road. Now, uh, delayed gratification, like I said earlier, is having a long-term goal. So going back to that example of a vehicle, sorry I keep mentioning that, but... Um, for my first vehicle, I'll just give you my experience, and that was I needed a car because I was starting college at 16 years old. And me and my brother actually started college together, and um, I was like, Dad, I need a vehicle. And right at that moment, my dad had a decision to make, and that was he could buy me a vehicle, like a lot of parents do, which I would highly not recommend, or... He could say, Tim, you know what? You've already been doing landscaping for a couple years. 
you pay for your first vehicle. And so what ended up happening was I only had a couple thousand dollars at that time, but my dad sat me down. He told me, you're going to have to find your own vehicle. And just so you know, you're going to have to pay for your own gas. You're going to have to pay for your own insurance. And suddenly it hit me like a ton of bricks. Wow, it's not just a car I'm buying. It's gas. It's insurance. There's all these other things, oil changes. So when the reality hit me, there was no way I was going to go be able to afford a 5000 or 10000 dollar vehicle and of course there was no thought in my mind that I would get a loan so here I was with my three or four thousand dollars and I had a decision to make I could get a loan and have a fifteen or twenty thousand dollar vehicle like most teenagers today do and drive around in a really fancy car but with debt and that was weighing on my mind and of course at that young of an age you want to be the cool person and you want to be the cool guy with the cool vehicle. But that wasn't the choice or decision I made. So back to our story. I was wanting to be um, diligent, I would say, at a young age. I had read a little bit in the Bible about what God had said about um, money. And when I had really taken on that belief that what God has given us, we should be good stewards of. And for me, that... That was something personally that I took as a challenge. And so my first vehicle was a little no-shocks V-Dub Jetta. And it was $1,300. And um, really humble, simple. But it, it ran. It got me from A to B. And you know, I would encourage any young person that they would buy something cheap and affordable. That they can pay with cash for their first vehicle. Um, because God really does bless those that are humble and that aren't trying to put forward a figure that they actually aren't. That's, in my opinion, that is something, someone that's a fake. And we have a lot of fake people driving around. We have a lot of fake people that have nice big houses. We have a lot of fake people that have all these things and toys and families look on them and they see them and they're like, wow, they have so much. But the, what they don't see is that dad or that mom and dad staying up late at night wondering how they're going to pay all those bills. Oh, it's coming the first of the month. Questions coming up. Are we going to be able to afford the car payments? Yep. Are we going to be able to afford the house payment? Oh, barely. Are we going to be able to afford the electric, the water, the sewer, the internet bill? And it goes on and on. And it all stemmed from a decision made because they wanted stuff. And stuff can hurt you and destroy a person because they try to accumulate it so quickly. Whereas delayed gratification, a person has to work towards a goal and then they'll reap the rewards. And if I were you today, if you've been a person that has always wanted things right away, I would ask God to deal with you because only God can change the heart. You can't listen to this podcast and um, think, I'm going to change your mind. I can't think, I'm going to change your mind. The only one here that's going to change your mind and your heart is the Lord Jesus. And He's the one that can turn the heart, and He gives strength to a person. So even though we are humans, we have human um, emotions, and we do make emotional decisions, we, we have that secret ingredient, I would say, that God 
is with us and he can help us make the right choices. And through this podcast, I hope you'll make the right choice. As a young person, I'll just just give a shout out here. A young man, he recently bought one of my vehicles, actually, um, my little Honda Civic. And um, I was really proud of him. I know his parents were proud of him. He could have gotten a loan, a huge loan on a nice new truck, maybe, or a nice new ca- little car. But instead, he got a little over 10-year-old Honda Civics. Great on gas. Um, had just had new tires on it. Uh, it's really good on oil. And that car, Lord willing, will run for him for a few years, get him through college, university. But he was able to pay with that with cash and hard work. And I was really proud of the decision that he made because um, I feel like that kind of decision is going to shape the rest of his life for future successes. And I'm not just talking about success in finances, but also that character uh, in him will show up later on in other decisions that he would make, he will make in his life and have to face. Um, so, um, last thing I wanted to share with you was another scripture from Psalms 27, just wanting us to go back to God's word and remember this and lodge this deep within our hearts when we're thinking about this delayed gratification is to wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. And David is saying that, and David was a man that was broken. He had made many mistakes, and I was talking to my class about this. A lot of people in the Bible, they've made mistakes. They've done things that are wrong. Even I've made mistakes. But God gives us strength, and we move forward, and we press on with the Lord's help. So I hope that encourages you. Uh, those three verses again, three Bible verses, Psalms 27, if you want to continue the study. Uh, Proverbs 25, verse 28, and Hebrews 6, 11, and 12. Um, so that's it for this part um, on gratification. I want to briefly um, bring in Mythbusters next. So welcome to our Mythbusters section of the podcast. And today's myth that we're going to discuss is all kids get a loan for their first vehicle, right? Mm, wrong. The truth is that there are young people that are winning with money already today and you don't have to get a loan for your first vehicle. Why? It would be my question. The truth behind it is that when a person gets a loan, they are accumulating debt and they take on this idea that credit will be built from having this debt, consumer debt, which is true. You will build credit and obviously you have to have credit to buy a house in most instances these days, um, which is sad to be honest, but you do. And um, for one to build credit though... I would not advise a young person to to even take on the idea or thought that I need a car loan to build credit. This is a lie. This is a myth. This is not true. This is something that causes you to have to work extra to pay the bank. And we don't want to be sending God's money to the bank when it shouldn't be going to the bank. It should be going right into our savings to use it for God's glory and being able to give more to help the work of the Lord around the world. Um, That's our number one myth. Our second myth buster of the day is the myth that I don't need to worry about costs or debts if I die. This is a myth. 
the truth is you need to sh uh, think about what are you leaving when you die. And as I titled my first podcast, the reason why I'm doing this podcast even is because I want to leave a legacy for after I die and pass on um, for my children. And that's not just money. That can be spiritual things that you pass down to your children, um, ways of life, um, lots of things you can pass down once you uh, pass off this earth. Um, my question to a person would be, why don't you want to show love, or why would you want your family to have to uh, go through the, emo uh, the emotional and then financial problems of whether it's debts or um, costs of a funeral um, if you were to um, die? Um, why would you want them to go through that? So let that question just sink, sink deep, because... There is no reason for us to have this idea that, oh, I'm dead, so I don't doesn't really matter. No. The truth is, every person that's over 18 that has any any money in the bank should have a will, period. If you don't have a will, get a will. They're cheap. They're very cheap online. I've done mine. Um, you can get your will for as little as 30 to $40. The big thing is people nowadays, they think you have to go to a lawyer and spend thousands of dollars. That is not true. A will just is a piece of paper with a signature, and the only other thing is you do have to get it notarized, which you can do it at a local bank for free. So I would encourage you to get a will. Every person over 18, I repeat, should have a will. That's just simply saying where your assets will go when you die anything that you have that God's giving you, you don't want that going to the government or taking your family years to get after you would pass. So a will is a must. And it's a way of showing your family that you truly care about them. There's different ways of showing that you care about your family. So what I would encourage you today is to think about is, what if I got a little life insurance that might cover my family's costs um, when I died or help my wife if I were to pass if you're a husband or a breadwinner or a single mom if my children needed um, support after I would pass I would encourage that term life insurance is the best option I currently have term life insurance on myself and my wife um, and it's just a 10-year term because our goal is in 10 years to be self-insured which simply means you have enough money to support your spouse or family members once you would pass away um, you don't need that life insurance life insurance should never be looked at as an investment or a way to profit and make money uh, insurance is simply insurance that's what it is is to cover you in case of an emergency or unexpected expense happening and dying is gonna happen for everyone that is guaranteed you will die at a certain time or be raptured but we need to have life insurance for our kids, for our family. Currently, yet, like I said, I have life insurance. Um, and it's about 10. Uh, the way to know how much insurance you need is about 10 or 5 to 10 times your income. Um, so um, it doesn't have to be much. You can get as little as $250,000 policies on term life for $10 up to $20. Currently, I pay $12 and my wife pays $13. Yes, you heard that right. $25 and we both have coverage if one of us were to pass that we wouldn't have to worry about a financial burden on either one of us. So I would encourage you, I use farmer's insurance 
with Ryan Hayes. He's in Birch Bay Square, and he's just a great man, and he's a great uh, insurance man. He won't try and sell you the, the expensive stuff. He just gives it to you what you need and gives you lots of information on what you're buying so you aren't confused and know exactly what you're getting. Um, so that's another truth I wanted to bust out there. Um, with the myth is that we don't need to worry about costs or debts if we die. I heavily disagree with that statement, and I believe that it is our duty um, to care about our family and the future of our families. And one way to do that is to not let them have to deal with the financial stresses or burdens once you pass on. So that's my thoughts, and now I want to go into the last part of the day of uh, the podcast today and that is the fact of the day so the fact of the day is that almost 60 percent of people don't even have 500 dollars for unexpected expenses yes that is true six out of ten people don't even have an emergency fund of five hundred dollars and if they got a bill unexpectedly of five hundred dollars they wouldn't be able to pay that with their own money. So let that sink in. $500 unexpected comes up, and I'm sure you've all had it. And it just takes one or two of these unexpected things to happen, and boom, you're down 500 and you're having to use credit cards. And uh, credit cards can uh, be a real, real debt killer and can really, really put stress on a family. Um, simply because, again, it goes back to that delayed gratification versus instant. With a card, you're pro it's proven that you'll spend 18 to 20% more than you would if you just had cash. Me and my wife, for the first two years, actually, we just had envelopes and cash. We It worked great for us, and we lived on a budget of just over $2,000 a month. So uh, it, it can be done. Cash and envelopes can be done. Now we are we are using cards... Um, but we do use that, like I mentioned, the Mint app every day, and we're able to track and um, be able to look at every purchase going through on our um, cards um, and our accounts and our statements, and it's made our lives a lot less hectic, and we're able to talk about money in a more liberating way and free way, and it's open communication. You've all heard, the key to success is communication, I'm telling you, if you want a good good marriage, one of the biggest things that you can do is be open with your wife about your finances. Hiding things, or wives and husbands, hiding things or doing things behind your back just creates problems with trust and other things, which we will probably talk about down the road in future um, podcasts. But just wanted to bring that to your attention. This is a true fact. Last year, they found out 6 out of 10 people... Don't even have enough for $500. If an unexpected expense came up, they would have to use their credit card. So my challenge, and this is my challenge, and this will wrap up our podcast for this week, is can you get $500 somehow in the next two to three months, or $1,000 would be even better. $1,000 if you make over $25,000, or maybe $500 if you make less than that. Sell something that you don't use. Sell some clothes. Do something where you could have that emergency fund in place so that when Murphy's Law happens, and you know it's going to happen, 
you can kick Murphy out the back window and and then have a buffer ready in case he tries to come back again. That's it for today. Uh, I want to leave you off with this uh, little prayer that we'll have, and then we'll uh, see you next week on li- on faith, life, and inspiration with Timothy Andy. And this is the conclusion of our podcast today. Hope you'll be with us next week. I'll try and upload another one on Friday or Saturday next week. Um, Let's just have a quick word of prayer like I did with my class yesterday morning. We prayed that the Lord would give us a heart and give us strength to not always want things right away, but to give us the patience to wait on Him. So let's just uh, pray for a moment if you're in your vehicle or you're driving to work or anything maybe you can just pray in your heart um lord we just come to you this uh day lord god praying that you'll be with us and give us strength we need it in this hour lord and we're asking that you would help us in this area lord of delayed gratification that so many people have been consumed with lord and they're um with wanting things instantly lord god and we just come before you lord asking that you would be the one that would change our hearts, change our minds, even if we have to have a change of heart, Lord, that you would be the one, Lord God, that gets all the glory from our lives. And we want to be waiting patiently on your promises, as it said in Hebrews, that those that are faithful and wait till the end, Lord, that you will come out true and faithful. And you are a true God. And we trust in you. We ask that you'll be with us. Give Give us all wisdom in our finances in our lives in our relationships um may we all just be able to uh be more like you and shine our lights brightly pray that this podcast has been a blessing and that um someone would be able to say that it helped them in their life and decisions they had to make lord we just again ask that we would move away from this instant um me generation that spirit and attitude and have more of a heart like you which is humble lord god and to be able to wait for things and in your time know that you will fulfill all that you desire for your children we thank you lord and we ask that you'll be with us today and in the future in jesus name amen you have a blessed day and or evening whatever whenever you hear this and May God's speed be with you till we uh, hear you again. And you can always um, leave a link or comment and um, just let us know if something spoke to you or if there's something or questions that you might have. We'll be starting a questions and answers in the coming weeks as well. All right, that's it for today and a wrap. And hope you've enjoyed this first full podca- podcast on faith, life, and inspiration with Tim Andes. Thank you.